Hello and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where we watch films that my co-host never grew up on or never saw from the 80s and 90s. My name is Chris and I'm joined by said co-host Eric. Hello everybody. And uh, yeah, we're in for an interesting one, an action-packed adventure this week. We are. Um, as, as stated previously, we're in for Point Break. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. The ex-presidents are surfers. 100% pure adrenaline. Yeah, uh, Catherine Bigelow's 1991 film. Yeah, yeah, so as usual, we're doing a little bit of a preamble before watching the film to kind of see what uh, Eric knows about it before going in. Um, up until recently, I knew Bugger All, basically. Um, uh, I knew Keanu was in it, and there was some surfing and some president masks. Okay. I didn't even know Swayze was in it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just, I, growing up, I don't think I had any close close friends through school who were like, major fans of it. So no so no Swayze heads? No Swayze heads or anything like that. Um, so I just, and I, I don't know, I just, it wasn't one of those ones that seemed to be on TV much either. So you know those action movies that were on TV all the time, you'd see the ads at least, and mm. you just know everybody, like Broken Arrow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was always on TV for some reason. See, that's weird, because I, I remember this, I had this actually taped off TV. There you go. Like, I okay. think it might have been, like, one of two times that it was ever really on, because it is a surprisingly violent film, actually. To yeah, put on, like, you know, freeway television in the 90s was, yeah. Yeah, the, the little bit more I, I know of it now, like, I think I saw the Honest trailer for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that that educated me a lot more, and um, and even just, like, references in, um, like, Hot Fuzz. Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is that not? Yeah. Um, and things like that. So uh, a little bit more footage out of that sort of stuff, and then I know they remade it. Yeah, we won't speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, no, really up until recently, I knew, knew nothing. But net, I understand that Catherine Bigelow is a really good director. She's not bad. She's I not think bad. I think like done a surprising number of films that I... Um, yeah, she she kind of had done a lot of uh, genre pictures in the 80s. Mm. Um, it, it, I'll, I'll, I might save this for kind of later on in the episode and right, stuff. Right, you can surprise but, me with the other But yeah. uh, suffice to say, like the easy sum up is she is the... Uh, even to date, she was the first and to date only uh, woman to win an Academy Award for Best Director. Yes, and that's like I, I didn't, I would never have. I mean, how many female directors in the early nineties would you have thought directed Dude. an action, a violent action film? Well, let alone several in that. Be yes. what they're known um, for. So, so that that was a nice little little bit for me to learn mm. about, but I've forgotten pretty much all of it now. So you can fill me in later on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, I mean, I really only knew of. Keanu, really from the Matrix, probably because I didn't get exposed to his Bill and Ted's or any of that. Yeah, stuff. all the all the key Keanu films are in the hat to be pulled out, like Bill and Ted and yeah. Speed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, I'm, I'm, you missed out on some key Keanu. Yeah, all I've seen is like Constantine. Mm, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, um, yes. So, no, this would be a good little Keanu lesson mm. um, and a Swayze lesson. Yeah. So, what are you expecting going in? Um. The word bogus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm expecting a really odd concept, but I'm actually expecting it to work quite well. Okay. Um, I, I understand that Keanu has to be trained undercover to surf, to infiltrate a surf gang who dress up as presidents who rob banks. 
Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I understand. And I thanks to Hot Fuzz, uh, fuzz um, I um, I'm expecting um, a, a bromance, basically some gun firing in the air and things like that. Right, yo. But I don't know what the old. I don't even know if that's the final conclusion or what. Yeah, I'm assuming it happens towards the end. But um, yeah, true, true bromance <laughs> um, will blossom. Oh, there might be some sweet waves. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um, on that note, let's get into it and uh, see if you're right. Sounds good. Alright, so that was Point Break. It was. Yes. It was. Um, that was an, an adrenaline ride. Yes, yeah. It's like, what do they say in Hot Fuzz? I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. I want to say that the original tagline for the movie is 100% pure adrenaline. It must <laughs> like, be. It's just the tagline. So New Zealand ripped them off with their um, oh. tourism campaign. <laughs> yeah. That's Imagine if Point Break sued New Zealand. That would be amazing. <laughs> James Cameron is a very litigious man. Yeah. Um, but yes, that that was um, a lot of just ongoing um, various forms of action sports. Yeah. Um, you pretty much nailed it with your guest plot synopsis at the beginning. Yeah, it is just FBI agent goes undercover and... Bank robbers are surfers. That's, that's really all that's to the movie, yeah, pretty this much. one I actually knew a little bit more about, and that was yeah. all that needed to be known. There was, it was probably more... It was less absurd than I was expecting it to be. That's the that's what makes it so interesting, I think, because it is such a stupid plot. Yeah, like, when you read the synopsis like I did at the start, you'd be like... That sounds that really sounds dumb. so stupid. And then, like, not, like, I, I'll get into it a little bit later, but, like, Keanu Reeves, you hear Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, yes. and you, it, you immediately think, oh, this is going to be terrible. Yeah, you don't really think of, um, yeah, you don't think of Clark, quality, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, not expecting you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of weight to that performance. No. But, um, yeah, but it is executed and taken so serious. Yes. That it's, but in a weirdly playful manner that it actually works so well and it's mm. really fun. Yes, like, whilst the, the surface of bank robbers, it doesn't really show many bank robberies. No. It just says these guys are uncatchable. Yeah. It shows you one robbery to show you how they do it and how efficient they are. Um, makes them iconic by making them the ex-presidents. Mm. And then never really shows another robbery until... Towards the end. Foot chase. Yeah, yeah. Fo- yeah foot chase. Mm. That's pretty much it. And then... There's the one that they bring Keanu into, mm-hmm. and yeah, then that's really it. So, but it's like the added thing of they only what rob banks four months out of the year. Yes. Yep. So it is like a, it's been an ongoing thing where it seems like they only really hit up like four or five banks, like yes. one, one a month maybe even, and then move mm-hmm. on each year. So yeah, it's just been an ongoing thing that is frustrating the FBI. So. I just love how no one else in the FBI identified the pattern that it only happens in summer, except for Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> Like, surely they, 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 these guys, they're notorious bank robbers now, mm. and no one's identified the fact that they go quiet for eight months of the year, yeah. except for crazy Gary Busey. Yeah, and th- not only that, but he gets shit for it. Yes. Hey, Pappas, you uh, tell the kid your theory on the president? <laughs> Hang 10, Pappas, like, totally right, dude. <laughs> The department loves it. He gets dubbed crazy because mm. he's a, he is eccentric. Utah, give me two. But yeah, 
He's also experienced. That's it. Like he's, you know, he is a wild, wild and crazy guy. But yes, know. he is. I mean, I, I guess we do meet him when he's diving in a pool for bricks, blindfolded. Two bricks coming up. <laughs> yeah, Long crazily with, driving. Yeah, <laughs> along with everybody else. Mm. But um, but yeah, um, where do we go with this one? <laughs> I don't know. Where do you start? Um, let Let's just start with. Um, Keanu and Johnny Utah. Like, yeah. he's, he's probably who you get introduced to first as he's like shooting armed women models in the head in the in the pistol range. Yeah. And, uh, actually, in the combat shotgun range. He's a really good rookie. <laughs> yeah. Rookie of the year for sure. Yeah. Um, the, and it's like so stereotypical as well. He's the ex college football star yeah. who was a quarterback who was going to yes. go pro. I thought they were joking at the start. No, yeah. <laughs> Like, but he blew his knee out yes. and then became a lawyer within two years. Yes. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Yeah. I thought that was just like fake backstory. But... The timeline doesn't add up because at one point when they're on the beach, like Swayze says that he won the Rose Bowl like two years in a row, like three years in a row, like two yeah. years ago. And yeah. you're like, so you've gone through law school and become an FBI agent in two years. Well done. <laughs> like, firstly, like, who paid for you? Uh, like, to, yeah. to, to, to fast Oh, track. no, it was, it was a scholarship. Oh, of course, so. sports scholarship. <laughs> yep. But it's what I'd never noticed that before. I'm like, that. I don't think that timeline works out. But. No, I guess he says he's 25 at one stage, doesn't he? So that does make him theoretically old enough to play a bit of, bit of college football and then mm. and then get educated and go to Quantico and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but winning the Rose Bowl three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like that one line. Yeah, like oh okay. Mm. I guess he was studying at the same time or something. Yeah, but it's 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 such a fun performance because. I, I unabashedly love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I, I think he is a really solid actor in, if he's in the right role. Mm. He has a very limited range, yeah. but when he's in that, he's great. Like, there are some times where he's off, like, you know, Devil's Advocate, we won't... I see, yeah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> like, don't know, you know, yeah. casting him as a southern lawyer. It's <laughs> like... Ugh. No, it's too clear. But things like this and Bill and Ted's, and even The Matrix, he's, mm. he's really good in, so... But this is, like, the perfect role for him, almost. Yeah, I, I didn't find him as perfect as I was expecting. Really? Yeah. He, he played a stone surfer well. Mm. I didn't think he played an FBI agent well. I thought he... I, I think I'd like it because he, he plays the young cocky well. Yeah, but I didn't even think he did that. Okay. That well. Mm. Like, I know what you mean, but I, I still felt, felt he was a bit kind of awkward and clunky at it. He yep. delivered some of his lines well, but I found him a bit more awkward at that. But when you took him out of the office and really just got the... Busey and him relationship going. I yep. thought that was, that worked beautifully. Those yeah. two together, their chemistry was spot on. Yes. That's those early scenes where he was in the office and he was trying, sort of being semi-cocky. Oh, well, yeah. Almost he, being told he was cocky. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. even actually cocky, but they were telling him, you are, so he just seemed to fall into that role. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's whenever he's dealing with John C. McGinley. Hey, you're a real blue flame special, aren't you, son? Young, dumb, and full of calm. I know. What I don't know is how... How you got yourself assigned out here to Los Angeles with us? I mean, how? I guess we just must have ourselves an asshole shortage, huh? I think... I know, I just like Johnny Utah as a character. I can't take it serious saying his name. <laughs> <laughs> named him. Yeah. But it, in terms of, like... At its heart, this film is one of... like It's a brilliant, brilliantly cheesy action movie. Yes. But it's one of those ones that's done really well. It is, yeah, because... Like, enough of the dialogue is delivered. There's some pretty funny, stupid lines. Mm. Like, yeah, just some of the delivery and things like that. But, yeah, most of the actual conversations serve 
purpose and they're they're actually they're filmed well and mm. the party scenes and stuff and then the action scenes are all flipped um. <laughs> some of them are fantastic yeah. and then the other one like while I was watching a few of the um ex- more extreme sports sort of stuff it's like did Catherine Bigelow go on I felt like I was watching Red Bull TV <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty that's yeah I think that's what more lent it in for the remake but we'll get into that. yes that'd be but, yeah no that's that's right like she it, it's like obviously a very like we've been saying a very cheesy over the top story but mm. the people that they ended up getting involved with it to actually make it like behind the scenes uh, producing it and then directing it, mm. they're really qualified people who yes. know what they're doing. So it's that example of like taking something that's really on paper pretty bad and just yeah. elevating it. Yeah, if you gave it to someone much less talented, or yeah, you could do it very differently and make it as yeah. Which sounds like the remake is that. Yeah, no, the, the remake is not surfing; it's just extreme sports in general. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Still follows the vibe, but moves it slightly. Ugh. Yes, so yeah. and it's going from like a hard R to a PG thirteen as well. So does it have the rock in it? No, I don't think oh, so. That's a pity. Yeah, um, <laughs> he makes everything. He's in everything now. Yeah, exactly. I just thought maybe he probably he just would be. Mm. Um, but um, yes, exactly. Like the way it's everything, just kind of like the production value like you know they don't muck around with their the FBI officers and things like that. they're actually they're good and like the surfing scenes there's so much slow-mo yeah <laughs> this film goes for two hours and it, you feel like it could maybe go for an hour 40 if they yeah, yeah. Like... If you sped up the, the surfing scenes back yeah. to normal speed yeah um, but at the same time it kind of works because they're glorifying surfing they're, they're yes. like they're trying to illustrate to you why the characters feel that way and and I think it works yeah I like I, I've surfed a little bit and I can stand up and that's about it for the listeners, I'm not a surfer, but um, it's heaps of fun, the little bits I've tried. Mm. And watching it was like, oh, I should really, like, go to the beach again. It kind of gives you that urge. Yeah. Like, I want to go and hang it. Yeah. I want to go try that again. Mm. Um, and, yeah, because there is a lot of focus to it. I, I didn't buy into all of Swayze's, like, you know, life's about the rush and we've got to show yeah. those pencil pushes. I'm like, no, no, your argument makes no sense. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, even his name, Bodhi, is like, uh, it's, I think the etymology of it is it's coming from, like, Bodhi Vista, which is, like, part of Buddha, so it, yeah. I think it ends up meaning, like, enlightened one or something. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't buy his message whatsoever. No, like, I'm like he's very hypocritical. He's totally hypocritical. We're gonna fight uh, the man by robbing banks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, but then, but then he's like, oh, you've caught me this one last time and stuff, just, you've got to give me this, I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah, that was funny <laughs> when we were watching it. You said, sure, you just killed a whole bunch of people, but fine. You killed all four or five of your friends, basically. Oh, I mean, he got he got them killed, yeah. but he did kill that undercover cop. Yes, yes, so. and, yes, and he got at least a couple of his friends killed, basically, yeah. um, by w- trying to push it that one step too far for no particular reason. The, bu- the money was more an enabler than that, wasn't it? It didn't yeah. seem to be their chief thrill. And it almost seemed like he was just doing it to show off like in front of Keanu like yes he's he like oh let's take it another step further he's mm. looking for a further rush but um anyway that was uh mm. but I mean Swayze has kind of the the thankless role to some degree in this because he has so much of that cheesy wisdom hippy dippy yes, surf, yeah. stoner surfery stuff that he has to recite and he he gives it his all yeah, and he actually he does, makes it kind of yeah you know, I think he does a good I thought Swayze did a good job mm. like um when um when Keanu doesn't shoot him like you can empathise with Keanu at that stage 
just like you're still sort of like oh mm. you know but later on Swayze becomes more of a jerk oh yeah the, when, the like, second he kidnaps Tyler uh, like, Laurie Petty's he's crossed the line now but yeah. early on like he was so friendly and enlightened to um to Keanu, he made Keanu think differently. And there's a distinct moment as well when Keanu first comes out of the car and is running at them saying FBI freeze. One of the, I think it's Nixon, lowers his gun to shoot and Bodhi knocks it yes. away and says, no, don't shoot, like, yep. don't kill him. So it's almost like, yeah, whether or not that registered with Keanu's no. like you, Utah or not is, yeah. Yep. But it is that thing of, yeah, he, he doesn't, he's a bad guy in the classical sense because he's a bank robber and things. Yeah. But then he slowly... Kind of grey figure, really. Yeah, and then once it, his identity gets like fully revealed, and his you, he slowly slips into acting yes. like bad guy, bad guy. Yeah, he's. I think he's. he's well, once the mask, the Reagan mask comes yeah, off. Yeah, that's it. His, his, his intentions are relatively pure, <laughs> um, yeah. outside of the law. But yeah. like his his reasons for doing it, like I don't think they ever seem to hurt anybody in their. I mean, they, they punt, hit people in the face with guns. So and he sure throws so, a do- he throws a pit bull. Yeah, he throws a pit bull at Johnny. <laughs> um, um, but you know the robberies, they don't go in their guns blazing. They go in, they just take the amount of cash they need quickly, and they get out. Yeah, they never go for the vault. So that's like, like a big point. Too greedy. They take what they need and then go surfing. Yeah. Um, they 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 get as much as they need to be able to maintain their lifestyle. Yeah, pretty much. So, which is still kind of silly, but <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, it's not to the end where, or towards the end where things really start unraveling mm. and people start dying around him, and then that's when he, yeah, I think yeah, the moment he takes Tyler, yeah, is um is the moment he kind of breaks in, internally. And Swayze does a really good job of taking this cool, composed character, and slowly you can see like the end starting to fray. Yeah, and he. He starts to become a little bit more unhinged. As it, he gets those crazy eyes that yeah. Tyler talks about. He does it really well. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, at the end again, you've got the kind of calmness back because he, you know, has thought he's gotten away with it all. And yeah. Yes, yep. Hmm. Um, but um, I, I'd love to talk about the, the, the action scenes and things like that. I was that. just about to say, like, I feel that's... We've got to talk about that because there weren't, there weren't heaps, but they were all like a good length and, and really well detailed like I guess yeah. there was the, the the invasion on the um, the, the, the raid on the raid the, on the on Anthony Kiedis' house yes yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah the um the I don't know what you call, the, the false lead I guess yeah um and that's pretty brutal and, that's and gr- that is a great it's a really good scene the yeah. way it's shot and everything is so like in particular, I was noticing this time, there's the part where Keanu is, like, down, hiding behind the wall, and he pulls out the little dentist mirror. Yes. And the way it's shot is so inventive and yeah. well done. And then you've got the sound design of the lawnmower being added in, and also, yep. obviously, the clever thing of preemptively adding the lawnmower thing, as yes. opposed to just... And having it serve a purpose, other than it being... Other than just being noise. like is it? And all, Yeah, it, it becomes a noise, but then it becomes a threat later. Like, it actually... It, it's it, not just thrown in there as a token thing. Yeah, there's like almost three purposes to it. Yeah. Um, and then the invasion itself goes pretty pear-shaped. It's um, very kinetic, the way it's, it's yeah. diced up and the um, fast-paced kind of handheld camera moves with really quick editing. And it's got that very stereotypical, like, 80s haze in there. Yes. Almost yeah. like what you'd see in an early Tony Scott film. <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's... And it's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. It's chaotic. You forget about the shower woman until she, like, leaps out and starts beating everybody up. <laughs> She 
beats the crap out of Keanu <laughs> and then ends up stabbing an FBI guy yeah, in the back. Yeah, like, whilst fully naked. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just goes to town on a few people there. Hmm. Um, and Keanu just gets his foot shot off, basically. Well, does he shoot his own foot off or does that... Or, or maybe he did, because he was hiding behind the door. Yeah. Wasn't it? it was a bit hard... Anyway, it got obliterated. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's a lot of those kind of hyper-violent and kinetic action scenes. It's very rare you see one presented in, like, day, broad daylight as well. True, yeah. Which made it, I think, so much like... It pops. It's vibrantly it's shot and coloured and... Yeah, like, so there's a neighbour mowing his lawn. Yeah, like, and when they end up being out on the lawn having that fist fight, it's a really lush green lawn contrasted with, like, the red of the blood. It's really kind of oddly beautiful to yes, look at. Yes, very like, odd. Catherine Bigelow did a really, really really good job shooting these action scenes. Yeah, and it's it's pretty it's well done. You like, you know, when he's when he's got his face held to the um lo- near the lawnmower, mm. you're like Ooh. All like, of us were like, oh like, god, oh god, like yeah, yeah, away. Yeah, so. it was that was good. Mm. Um, it got you really involved. And then um and then that chase scene. The foot chase. The foot chase is awesome. That's I think probably the most infamous of the action scenes in this film mm. because I I can't really think of another example that like was like that before 1991, before this film. Yeah, okay. To do that, like, such fast-paced, enclosed, inventive style. And there's the, just those little, like, quick camera spins, mm. and the really, particularly when you're following Bodhi, there's really cramped camera shots. Yeah. And then is still cramped, but um, you really awkward angles and almost, like, first person in some parts, and then, like, suddenly just, like, the next cut, and there's a guy in the way and it's, you just feel like you're part of the chase that's a, what it would be like there's a sloppiness to it that kind mm. of it's reflected in how that action how that action scene comes about is yep. the sloppiness of the robbery ends up yep. kind of creating into the sloppiness of this chase and it's really awesome <laughs> yeah it, it's really really good and it like it's, it's quite realistic you know it's not like they're not like flawlessly hurtling fences and you've got mm. wide shots of them running down big corridors and you can see one behind the other. Like the other never really sees the other that much. Yeah. Um, it's just the assumption. And like when Keanu throws the chair through the window and tackles over, like the, they tumbles over a table. Yeah. And then starts getting hit by a vacuum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> but um, I, I was going to save this for the kind of little bits of trivia and stuff we do at the end, but um, I found it interesting how they actually shot that sequence. Mm. Uh, on the DVD commentary for her movie that she did after this, Strange Days, um, Catherine Bigelow uh, described how she did the foot chase. Uh, it was a stripped-down, handheld 35mm camera, which they nicknamed the Pogo Cam. And the camera only weighed 18 pounds, and it was equipped with a gyro stabilizer, which they took off of a steady cam. Yeah, okay. Uh, a wi- and a wire loop was on the top that gave the camera operator an idea of what the frame would look like as he ran. So there was no so that was viewfinder his, or monitor. That anything. was his viewfinder. Was looking through a loop on top of the camera. Pretty basically. much. So they he was holding the light kind of stripped down camera on a gyroscope, so it would stay relatively stable. Stable. Yeah. Apart from, like, you know, if his hands move, like, yeah, as yep. best he could. And from that, they pretty much had a coat hanger coming up that, like, in a square, <laughs> so he could know what it kind of looked like. Awesome. Yeah, I just thought that's yeah. inventive and, like, yep. almost like a student film. Kind I of. like that, yeah, those stories and, like, those created camera shots and things like mm. that. And it works so well. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, more, more modern white chases are much more predictable, like... It's it's a lot of like set up shot like static shots with people running past yes. and things. Or you've got like features of it a bit like um, the one in um, 
a Casino Royale. Yeah. The pa- sweet parkour scene, which is yeah. just cool because of the cool parkour moves. But, um, yes, it's very, from memory, it's quite big shot. You sort of see the obstacles coming. And yeah. This is just like, round the corner, there's a guy there running to him. Round another corner, there's a fence, kind of scramble over the fence. It's, it's very clearly... Ex- like planned and executed it's, like there was a roadmap that they were doing and they were yeah. piecing it together almost like a jigsaw N- not to say that this wasn't obviously planned mm. but the way it's shot makes it feel just feels real like, yeah it feels flying like, by the seat of your pants and yeah. you're just along for this ride yeah um, so yeah I thought that was that was very very cool and um, it's kind of interesting that that is like the peak action scene of the film and there's not much else after it in terms of action no it, it's you know you get a few other extreme sports moments like with the skydiving yep. and the second bank robbery to some degree but yeah. I wouldn't even call that an action scene it's more just a sort of a uh, attention scene really mm. like because once they decide to go for the vault and the cops like try to convince his security guard to join him on his <sighs> two man crusade hey I'm a cop so when I make the move you He's the worst partner ever. Why did he choose that? Yeah, just was donuts. And like, what have those two got to gain out of it? I know. Versus like two guys versus four guys with shotguns. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, that was pretty poor. I don't want to say that guy deserved to die. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely Mm. didn't think it through. He He was running on adrenaline. Well. This got me kind of thinking, like, the fact that we've kind of said that, you know, there are these two major action set pieces. Mm. Does that then know, classify yeah. this as, as an, an action, action film? Um, it is, it, I mean, everyone always goes to it as a an action movie, but I, it's almost borderline crime? Like, or sports. <laughs> <laughs> or Red Bull Channel. Yeah, yeah. Like the focus is more on um, the sports and the lifestyle. Yeah. And, like... Living free a bit, um, and it's, then it's secondary sort of... is the investigation. Yes, really. yeah. so it's not quite science of the lambs, but um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there isn't a lot of it. I mean, I guess there's a bit of a punch on with um, Anthony Cletus's beach gang. This is where you tell me all about how locals rule and yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing the break and all that, right? That would be a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, and if you yeah. like, there's. There's enough, and Gary Busey punching McGinley, and a few things like that. There's probably enough, like, punch-ons in between that it still kind of sits in that sort of realm of... There's every now and then there's something yeah. that happens. Um, I, I feel it also hits enough of the stereotypical action film tropes that it yeah. is very... Fir- like, you know, you have... Car chase. Car chase. You have the partners that don't get along, but then learn to become friends. Yeah. You've got the, um, you know, the asshole boss. Yes. <laughs> who's, yeah. like... Wants his badge and stuff. Yes. Like, yeah, you've yep. got all you of got those. the other like FBI partners who don't like them. Yeah, and then you've got the. <laughs> I forgot about those guys. Those guys. Oh. And then you've got the awesomely stereotypical at the end throwing his badge away into the ocean <laughs> as he walks away while rock music plays. Yeah, I revoke this. I'm yeah. just going to surf now. Yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> the, the the soundtrack. We're talking about the soundtrack for a bit. Mm. Yeah, it was good. But we were hoping for, like, more just, like, sweet, sweet, like, 80s, early 90s tunes. Yeah, but there's, like, a, like a decent soundtrack out, like, I think... It's not I easy. looked on its Wikipedia page, and there's a yeah. whole section about the soundtrack with, yeah. like, the track listings and everything. I'm like, I... I know Jimmy, the Jimi Hendrix song. Yes, That's really yeah. it. 
Yep. Otherwise, there's some good, like, synthy stuff. Yeah. You know, it felt like the era in which it was filmed. Mm. It <laughs> um, was not qu- quite trying to ape the, like, um, the Lethal Weapon soundtrack, because that was a little bit yeah. more horn-heavy a bit, but it still yeah. did have that synth element. I think that's what a lot of cop films are kind of lean towards at this time, so... Yep. Yep. Um, and that was... And the, the soundtrack just it went quite nice with some of those slow-mo surfing scenes and things like that. Yeah, and in particular, uh, the the skydiving scene, I thought. That was a cool scene. Mm. Yeah, that was... Because, you know, they just picked up Johnny and you're like, oh, they, and then you're like, no, I think it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Just taking him skydiving. Yeah, and then showing him... And then they're going to mess him up. Yes. <laughs> so it's just that kind of thing of get him isolated and on their side to some degree and then... Show him the rush, try and convert him a little bit. It's yeah. Like trying to take him to the lo- the dark side, but the light side. Yeah. I don't it, know. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, trying like, to yeah, bring yeah. him over to their side a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then at the same time, they had his girlfriend hostage. Yeah, with a total psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much already sticking a knife into her yeah. throat. Um, um, it, it's, a, it's interesting. The film goes, like, for two hours, it... It doesn't necessarily feel like it's that long. I felt the first, yeah, like three quarters are quite quick, and then yeah. uh, uh, towards the end, I'm like, oh, this is just keeps on going. Yeah, like well, after the um, the bank robbery that goes wrong, mm. you're kind of like you're expecting that to be the third act kicker. Like, yeah, but then it goes on for yeah another like twenty five minutes. You know, yeah, you're sort a- of where are you building towards? And you kept saying, having never seen it before, like just. Just leave it and leave it. Bell's Beach in a year. Mate, this sets that up so early. Yeah. I'm like, mate. Keanu, just just say, all right, I'll leave you alone. Just, um, and then just go to Bell's Beach. Yeah, this, this all- you could literally cut this film like, and then just still have that same ending scene. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm. But I, I found it funny, like sitting there as you said it about two, two, two or three times, I think, <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, wait till the end. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, there's no reason for them to, particularly Swayze's character, to throw that in there early unless they were going to end up there. Yep, and <laughs> it, it gave, and by going there it gives us quite possibly the worst Australian accents ever committed oh, to film. That bloke. Tom, you let him go. We'll get him when he comes back in. I'm ass- I mean, I assume that's why he's. An extra only. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love it how, even in the early 90s, there must have been one Australian extra who auditioned. Oh, for sure. Like the- Just give it to that guy. It's yeah. Not like the, the, it's, it's like three lines. It's not going to break the film. No, I'm sure he's an equal actor to that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy gave it his all, but he clearly had never heard an Australian accent before in his life. No, it's astounding. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't matter. To, I guess the film, you know, wouldn't... Across America, they wouldn't have cared. It probably no. sounded legit. And that's, that's what matters, really. It's where most of the money comes from, but... They, they tried pretty hard to make the scene look like Australia. Yeah, yeah, good like, on them for actually leaving California. They went up, uh, I looked up, they went up the coast of Oregon. Where yeah. It's like, the, like the only, like even changing signage to say chemist instead of, you know, yeah, they're just, drugstore. The, 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 the like, policemen were in a very much Australian police outfit. Especially the for the time as well. Yeah, yeah, the early, late 80s, early 90s. All the cars on the street were so old and shitty though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and all, all the buildings were wood panels. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it very much looked like a town that you... Like a small town you see driving up the Pacific Coast Highway. It yeah. is, like, very much 
Yeah, Rah. they did a pretty good job. And I mean, I've, I've been to Bell's Beach because it's mm. you know it's only like an hour and a half away. Yeah, it's in the state we live in. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, and generally, like the waves and the water and the rocks and stuff look good. But it was yeah. as soon as they just showed the forest, we're like, ah, oh, no. But yeah, but close enough. It looks different to Santa Monica. Yes. It looks and it's yeah. It was a good effort. Really. That, that's was, the thing I think a lot of Australian like has been the go-to complaint for Australians about the film is oh the pine trees. There. Yeah. It's like no, the guy's accent is way worse. Yeah. yeah the rest is like is you know. Pretty good effort, really. Like, mm. I was surprised they had Australian looking cops. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was just impressed by that. Mm. I'm like, well done. That's just pretty good effort. Yeah. Mm. They had more guns than all of the Australian police force. But, that is, um, oh my God. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, I was waiting for a rocket launch to come out <laughs> almost. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, mm. no. Um, was there anything else that you kind of wanted to... Before we get into the, the you liking it part, I guess? I think just the biggest thing is it was surprisingly believable. Mm. Like, even Keanu learning to surf was... I mean, he's, he, he learnt in a day. It was a good montage, but you pointed montage. out it, and they went from six in the morning to six at night. Like. Oh, that was a big day of surfing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but generally, like, it was... You know, it's pretty believable. He's a fit guy anyway. Yeah. Um... Like he, he got, he was never doing sweet, sweet flips or anything like that. No, he was just catching waves with them. No, and so, he never quite had the f- same awesome fighting style as post Roadhouse Swayze. Swayze was just fly kicking everything. Oh, he was so good. <laughs> like, oh, would... why Swayze didn't end up going on to become a massive action star after Nicolas this? Nicolas Cage did. I know. <laughs> like, like what happened, Swayze? Oh, um, yeah. Every opportunity to be the next action hero. Like he'd had. If you look at his filmography, it's kind of weird. He'd had a few like. He started off doing um, the S.E. Hinton, um, Francis Ford Coppola films, like The Outsiders and things mm. like that, and then moved on. He did Red Dawn, yes. which is uh, like fun 80s action. I'm guessing you haven't seen that, so we no, have to put that on I the list. No, I can picture the poster, I think, but that's about it. Yeah, Russians invade the U.S. via Colorado. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of teenagers fight back. Good. Corey Feldman? <laughs> no, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Um, and then... He then, like, the film he made before this was Ghost. Yeah, it was so like he, the lead he went from, in, like, yeah. Roadhouse to Ghost to this, so it's kind of like he's trying everything. Yeah, he's really mucking around there. Hmm, but he had the, the skills to be, and the build and the, everything to go on to be a massive action star, but I guess it's probably not what he wanted. I guess not. Yeah. Um, yeah, not the direction he felt he should go in. But, and I'm yeah. assuming you probably then, like, did chose this because it's like, yeah, it's a good role. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, cool, I get to surf. Yeah. The, the the it was just yeah I think it was all pretty good like even the the surfer party was in his house was pretty well shot and stuff too. yeah like it all seemed relatively legit you can kind of see like it's kind of weird to say but like the the talent that Catherine Bigelow has because like, yeah. in like the inventive ways in which she shot this that you mm. could then see like oh if you were given the right material and the right circumstances yeah you definitely could win an Academy Award yeah, so what did she win for in the end? Uh, the Hurt Locker. Oh, that was it. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so... And ever since then, she's kind of shifted her style of filmmaking to be yeah. that more kinetic, handheld, almost documentary yeah. style with, like, Zero Dark Thirty and... Um, That's... Yeah. Early, um, late in 2017, she did Detroit. Yes. Uh, yeah. Had, I still haven't seen that, but that is... Um, That's brutal. Yeah, um, mm. it, it plays almost like a horror film. Yes, yeah, I'm... rough. Yeah. But, like, yeah, she's a really great filmmaker, but I I kind of almost prefer some of her earlier work, like this, and I love Strange Days, which is yep. a 
bizarre sci-fi movie with Ray Fiennes and cool. Angela Bassett, yeah, written cool. by James Cameron, actually. <laughs> um, and before that, like, early on, she, she got her first... I think it's her first film. There's a great vampire movie called Near Dark with uh, yeah. Bill Paxton. It's really, really great. Okay, good. <laughs> yep. yep. But well, I th- yeah. Yeah, she's from this, and I mean, I haven't seen her like I've just seen plenty of footage of it. Like, mm. yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so suffice to say that, uh, adult Eric... I had a good time. Yeah, yeah like, it was just <laughs> enjoyable. I, I, I wouldn't re-watch it, like, next week, like I could for Die Hard. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that's yeah. one that I could re-watch a lot of times, I think. But I could, if someone, you know, if I was someone, someone suggested putting this on, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, let's put that on. Yeah. But it's just good to have a bit of a laugh at and enjoy. It, it's, I... In, like, the pantheon of action films, I it's not like... Die Hard is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...the best. In, it's not a good film, like... Lethal Weapon? No. But it also doesn't quite hit that stupid fun level of, like, Con Air or The Rock. No. Yeah. I, I, I'd put it almost on par with, like, Face Off. <laughs> oh, Face Off is pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd I... put this up above Face Off. Yeah, in terms of an actual good <laughs> yeah, film, yeah. yes. But, I mean, in terms of, like, rewatchability and action. Oh, fun, yeah, okay. Kind of more what True, I was... actually. Con Air and The Rock you can rewatch quite happily. Yeah. Because they're just... But Face Off is always too dumb for yeah, rewatchability. Yeah, it's a bit painful action. Just Nicolas Cage troping around. I, I tried to rewatch that recently, and um, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, 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 that scenery was real tasty. Yes. <laughs> so. um, yes, this one I could. I quite happily rewatch at a party. Mm. Um, and I guess the big question: uh, Young Eric, what would he have thought? Um, I don't think he would have been shattered missing it. Mm. Um, but I think he, if it if it had come on at a, at a a sleepover or something like that it probably would have been uh, pretty pretty good fun as, mm. a, as like an, like as a young young Eric and then yeah growing up through high school probably would have been a pretty funny one to to watch a bit yeah um, yeah like I said I think I wish I'd seen Die Hard growing up yeah this one take it or leave it take it or leave it yeah mm. it's a good way to put it I think yeah, I, I think I would have enjoyed it but um, I think I enjoy it probably, I think I maybe would have enjoyed it more as an adult right because I don't think that freedom message of the surfing and stuff I think as a kid, I just would have thought that was so stupid. Yeah, yeah. No, and and <laughs> I just wouldn't have had enough action. I don't yeah, know. that's it. I was yeah. just about to say. Yeah, the the action to like actual just dialogue scenes of hippy yeah. dippy stuff is not like. Yeah, it'd be like just shoot a guy in the foot again. Yeah, it's, it's honestly like a seventy thirty ratio. <laughs> yes, so, it is. So yeah. I wonder if as a kid, it just would have been a bit weird. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Take it or leave it. Well, you've seen it now. I um, have. Yes. Yep. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit of uh, info? Yeah, some, a few facts would be good. Yeah, uh, so the estimate... There's no finite figure on the production mm-hmm. budget, but it's uh, estimated to be around $24 million, and it made 83.5 at the worldwide box office, which adjusted for inflation is about $153 million. So, in terms of... I guess in terms of what it was made for, it did okay. It did okay. Yeah, like, it, it you know... Uh, it's yield above. Nearly... Four, uh, three times its budget. Yeah. Like, so it, it definitely made money and things, mm. so... But I think it, it it didn't, you know, do gangbusters. It, no. it kind of went on to become this cult yes. kind of yeah. film. So. I would have... Yeah, I thought it might have done better at the time, but... Mm. Um, yep. It was the 29th highest grossing film of 1991. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the number one was Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. So... Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the film was orig- uh, the film was originally actually called Johnny Utah. <laughs> 
Why'd they change it? <laughs> uh, when Keanu Reeves was cast in the, uh, This was back when Keanu was first cast. Uh, the studio felt that this title said very little about surfing. <laughs> and by the time Swayze was cast, the film was renamed Riders on the Storm after the famous Doors song. No. However, the lyrics had nothing to do with the film. No. <laughs> so, th- so that title was then rejected. <laughs> It was not until halfway through filming that Point Break became the film's title because of its relevance to surfing. It's still not a great title. It's not, really. Like, at the end of the day, if you know surfing, you know what Point Break is. I know of surfing, yeah. and I, I couldn't tell you what a Point Break is, and the film definitely didn't teach me. No. Um, he, he says it at one point, like, a, a good Point Break yeah, or something. that's yeah. it. Um, I don't know what else you'd call it. Yeah. but um, I, Maybe, like... Rush or something? Yeah, You're, just something to do with like, ac- yeah, the ac- actual adrenaline, ac- like yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> the ex-presidents, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I have some info on uh, some other people that were offered the roles. <laughs> oh, good, I love this. Uh, <laughs> so Matthew Broderick was originally offered the role of Johnny Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just couldn't see him punching Patrick Swayze seriously. No. <laughs> uh, and also, Willem Dafoe turned down the role for, for Johnny Utah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, more Bodhi, I'd feel. Was, yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is, you Coming know. Not too far after Platoon. Yeah, four years or so after Platoon. Yeah. Like, you could see him rocking the Bodhi role, but yeah. Utah, nah. no. interesting. Uh, other actors who auditioned for the role of Utah were Johnny Depp. Charlie Sheen and Val Kilmer. Yeah, I reckon all of those at that time. Um, Johnny Depp's a little too young. Maybe. Yeah, at that time he was too young and it suited Art House much more. Yeah, this was like uh, 91, so like maybe two years, three years before Gilbert Grape. Yeah. It was around like the uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yes, Scissorhands. Yeah, 91, it was Scissorhands yeah. year, so. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Patrick Swayze originally auditioned for the role of Johnny Utah as well, but uh, decided the role of Bodhi was better. Like, more suited towards him. Yep, yep. So, which I agree with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, he did a good job. Mm. Uh, Ridley Scott was actually the first choice to direct the film. Interesting, yeah, okay. Uh, so this would have been hot off the heels of Thelma and Louise. Yep, okay. So, uh, although officially uncredited because of unresolved issues with the Writers Guild, James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow rewrote the final script together. Oh. Yeah. So they're not actually credited as writers. James Cameron's credited as a producer and Bigelow as director, but... So if it got nominated for an Oscar for their screenplay, they wouldn't win it. <laughs> no. They're, they're not even listed in the credits. No, okay. Yeah, writers on it, but... um. You can kind of... I'm, I'm wondering if that's why the film is actually like, no, it has proper storytelling beats yes. and it's not just generic action movie. Yes, yeah. It's too, like... James Cameron knows how to structure a film. Yes, so yeah. Say what, yeah. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves learned to surf for the film and continues to do so this to this day. He'd never done it before. Good on him. Uh, Swayze, on the other hand, was an experienced skydiver prior to filming and took part in the big skydiving sequences in the film with no assistance. Uh, at the time, he'd already done over 55 solo jumps. <laughs> yeah, right. So he was like a aficionado. So. Yeah, he's like, we didn't get that scene. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reeves apparently observed real FBI agents in Los Angeles to study for the role, as well as practice with the UCLA quarterback coaches to help with the football scenes. So he was committed. Man, he really bought in. Yeah. Considering he only threw a football like twice and I, then just shoulder charged a bunch of people. I guess it is just that thing of helping him build the character and yeah. like, good on him. Yeah, like, well he, done. Yeah, like I said, he has that limited range, but he commits. Down he goes it. for it, yeah. 
Um, the scene where Utah jumps after Bodie without a parachute was actually tested on an episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> Good boys. <laughs> it was determined that Utah and Bodie would not be able to free fall for 90 seconds, as it is in the film. Yeah. Uh, they would not be able to... And they would not be able to hold a conversation in midair. <laughs> However, it was determined that by streamlining his body, Utah could conceivably catch up to Bodie after jumping from the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love him. Thanks. That's uh, that's a good one. Um, And then the one that I thought, like... Because you could argue it's the ambiguous ending of did Bodie Uh, die or not. Um, James Cameron apparently took it upon himself to be like, no, he died. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of deaths, that was so disappointing. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I knew that he wasn't going to get arrested. Like, the way he was going, it's like, you, you know, this is my mecca, my surfing mecca, basically. Yeah. And he goes out to these monstrous waves. I don't know where they filmed those, but those were not Torquay waves. No. Those were not Bell's Beach waves. I don't think. I um, wouldn't imagine. If no. they were, it was a... Anyway, they were huge. He goes out there. This is his, like, momentous occasion. First wave. <laughs> Couldn't even make it to stand up. <laughs> Couldn't even stand. He just face plants and looks like he breaks his neck on his board and, and that's like it. And he's like body surfing down and then just drowns. Just his limp corpse with his board and then you, just, you never see him again. Yeah, that body is not washing up. It is going to be like broken into pieces. Like, they couldn't even get him to like stand for a while and yeah. then just get wiped out. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, let's just kill him instantly. I know, which is almost like, you know, going through his head, he would have been like, no. <laughs> it's almost more it's like almost indignant than yeah. being yeah. Yeah. arrested or something. And I also don't get why Keanu lets him go. He's just like, no. I know. I don't understand either. Like, Worst after cop ever. After everything he's done. Hmm. He's he like, killed his partner. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, he shot Gary Busey. Yeah, Gary, you know Gary Busey is sitting in heaven just not happy. Oh, Gary's pissed off right <laughs> up there. Um, hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that let go is... Yeah. But you need that moment for Keanu to be like, he's not coming back. And yeah. throw his badge into the yeah. into the ocean. Could have even just been in the fist fight if um, Swayze just like, Punched him to the ground mm. and gone. This is this is it. I've got to ride this. Yeah. The cops are rolling in. He's like, this is this is the thing I've got to do. And then he just paddles out while Keanu's like flattened on the ground. No, but you need you need to have Keanu be the victor. You need to have him actually get get his man, as they say in the movie. Like, yeah, no, but you need you can't have him like <laughs> go all this way and through all that and then lose. still lose again. Yeah, I guess so. Like you need to have that triumphant thing of he wins the fight, but then has, makes the decision to. Like, yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's a stupid decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess unless you, there's anything else, I'll probably wrap it up for point yep. break. Um, we are not going to actually pull a film out of a hat for the next episode. No, we're not. Um, Chris cleverly spotted at, um, I don't know what you call it, our, our Mel- local Melbourne um, retro deco theatre that still shows yeah. plenty of old and new films on their screen. Yeah, um, it's a wonderful old theatre called the Aster here in Melbourne that uh, every night does like double features of old films and new films and, you know wonderful prints and projections and whatnot and so we are noticed that they are doing a for the 40th anniversary screening of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. DWA 517, do you want to report a UFO? Yeah, and that was in the in the hat anyway, so we thought let's just let's let's do it. Let's see it on the big screen. Let's see it properly. It's meant yeah. to be a visual feast. So, exactly. Uh, so that'll be the film we are doing uh, for the next episode. 
So tune in for that. Uh, but if you have any comments or queries or film recommendations for us, uh, ones that you think Eric might not have seen or feel like you want to tell us what were some of your childhood classic films, uh, feel free to send us an email at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com. Other than that, we'll be back in a fortnight's time. Yeah, we will with uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. So um, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm Chris. Goodbye. You should have said surf's up. Oh, damn it. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.